Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me is Angela Skirtu, as always. Hello. She's a marriage and family therapist and a sex therapist, and what else are you? I'm an author and a speaker. You do everything. <laughs> I do a little bit of everything. You do it all. I do, I do, I do and it all. And <laughs> with us today is a special guest, Monica Houghton. Yay, you did Hi. it! Did it. That's a wonderful pronunciation. Tell us who you are, Monica. <laughs> Hi, Josh. Hi, Angela. I'm Monica Houghton, and I, too, am a sex therapist and a couples and intimacy specialist. And uh, my most exciting mission, Monica's mission, if you will, is I'm recently uh, also the founder of Jumpstart Your Hearts, which is online at-home toolkits to get you going. Awesome. Right time, right tools. Nice. Well, tell us about those tools real briefly. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? So nobody really likes to go to therapy. Nobody. Believe it or not, believe it or not, nobody. <laughs> Even the first thing I'll say to people, I'm like, I know you don't want to be here. To come to therapy, <laughs> it takes a long time, and you have to be in the right spot together just at that moment to come mm-hmm. in. So, you know, that's uh, disturbing to me sometimes because I think about all the things you could be doing way earlier to mm-hmm. keep that from happening. And so, of course, we, you know, when, when couples are a train wreck and they come in, that's our job. We do marriage makeovers and yeah. we, you know, reboot the sex and repair everything. But but it's I, already burning in a flaming it, wreck. It's, really so it's hard, hard work at that point. Yeah. It is hard work and we're happy to do it and it does work and that's great. However, when I talk to people on the phone, one of the things that kind of breaks my heart is, you know, there are things they could be doing earlier. They just Mm -hmm. don't know the right thing. And now that you can Google everything, Mm -hmm. that just means there's everything to do. And And it's hard to sift through it, I bet. Like, what's right? What should I do? This or that? Absolutely. So what I I hear crystals. That's what you do. (laughs) Crystals. You just (laughs) hum. Yeah. Breathe deeply. (laughs) Hum. No. So I thought, well, gosh, I do this every day. Is there a way to make it really simple? You know, just um, some PDFs with the right tools, right time, a little, you know, um, video to go along with it. So I made these toolkits. Cool. And um, what's the website for that? So it is uh, jumpstart your heartscom Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So if you're interested, go there. Jumpstartyourhearts.com. <laughs> Sounds fun. Sounds yeah. really useful. Get your toolkits. Get your toolkits. Right. <laughs> so what's the topic for today, Josh? So yeah, the first thing we're going to talk about is dimensions of touch. So is this dun, like dun, dun. is this like we need 3D glasses for it? <laughs> Altered reality. Yeah. yeah. yeah of course. Entered the twilight zone dimensions yeah. of touch. What are the dimensions of touch? Explain. <laughs> and why don't you tell them? Monica? I will. I will. So a lot of times, you know, we're talking about we want to improve our sex or uh, spice up our sex life, but I don't really think that we have a good language to talk about really what we mean. So mm. Barry McCarthy is an interesting sex therapist for 30 years plus and he talks about the dimensions of touch and the dimensions of touch i like to think of them sort of like the gears you know Mm -hmm. you you can't just jump right into it uh it doesn't work out there's two people it's a team sport well Mm -hmm. it's at least two people so it's a team sport. sometimes you can solo you know well drive the perfect story going along with this that i was thinking of is like so a girl will sometimes grab a guy's penis and he's like i think that'll work out but if he tries to grab her vagina she's like whoa Whoa. where did that come from because he started it too high a gear yeah doesn't work for her that way. So pretty way. much you're talking about there's different levels of Yeah, you got to level up like touching. in D&D. So there guys just think go right to the <laughs> oh, boobs, no. right to the right, crotch, right. go right away. But Women ladies, are ready to go for the vagina maybe right away. some people want to start elsewhere. <laughs> so right, every, since everybody's different and we've yeah. got two people involved, uh, so here are the gears. Here's one way to look at it. Level one or gear one would be affection touch, affectionate touch. 
Level two would be sensual touch. So what's affectionate touch? So it could be what anyone would think, but you know, let's take standard stuff: hand holding, mm-hmm. you know, a light back rub, maybe, maybe pecks, kisses, yeah, peck on the cheek, light kisses, you know, PG kisses, just sort maybe of rubbing uh, your hands through hair, just mm-hmm. to throw a bunch out there because they're exactly. all nice. Exactly. <laughs> you come up and give someone a hug, not a grope, but a hug while they're doing mm-hmm. the dishes. Foot massage while you're sitting on the couch Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Mm. And then, you know, um, gear two or sensual touch can be things that are just a little bit more endearing or personal, a little sweeter. Maybe they're a little bit more personal areas, but they're not really directed. You're not trying to get anywhere. They're just, yeah. uh, you know. Like a kiss? Or like the touch of like... the small back. Like you wouldn't let anybody touch the small of right. your back. You'd only mm-hmm. let an intimate p- partner touch you, you there. You got it. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Or, so... or TSA. Or TSA. <laughs> They did. They yes. touched me. They're moving through the gears a little too fast. They rubbed that's really another fast story. For me. They, they rubbed me every single all time. of my chest. I felt like I had a target it's on my head. Because or you were running around the airport with a bottle of pesto, I saying was I need to bring the pesto oh, no, home, and they were the going to make me throw home. it away. Also, don't wear sparkle shirts. But anyway, <laughs> so that's sensual touch. I didn't know that. Moving up, the, yeah, you'll sparkles always get a banned. pat down. All terrorists wear sparkles. That's why. One extra suggestion. So, like, say you were rubbing feet, but you kind of just run the finger up the leg a little bit it's a little more sensual mm-hmm. a little more suggestive but it's still very much in the like safe zone exactly <laughs> there you go and so that's sensual touch the yeah. third gear could be thought of as playful touch now mm-hmm. if you're a person who needs affectionate and sensual touch then playful touch could really you could be on the move then and playful mm-hmm. touch could get just a teeny bit it might be tickling you know how you're mm-hmm. when you're in the mood and you're warmed up tickling's fun if you're right. not oh my gosh kill me now <laughs> it's horrible and there's a window for tickling too because tickling yes. can be fun for a time but if you overdo it then it's irritating and some people <laughs> really hate the tickle but so playful touch you know can be it might be even that playful wrestling mm-hmm. or it might oh, be yeah. you know the jib jabs or I'll all that you. kind I of throw stuff throw water at your face or right? something exactly oh, yeah. spray her with water when she's playful all yeah. good if not see me later at an appointment but anyway throw a vase at your head why would that be playful i, I don't know we play rough yeah, okay. we play to win yeah so the next touch is really personalized all right so I, you couldn't say what this is for an individual person they would have mm-hmm. to say but the next gear is erotic touch and so since we all have our own erotic map Mm-hmm. It would be impossible for us to say what touch where. Angela might give it a try, just as yeah. an example. But oh, yeah, of, course. Um, <laughs> of course, give it a try. Well, uh, erotic I mean, touch erotic for somebody. Touch, I mean, of course, well, any like breast touch could be erotic touch. But I mean, like there's differences, right? So like some people like a full grab. Mm-hmm. Other people like more of a, a caress that's mm-hmm. not light and airy. Other people like it when you kind of maybe stick it right in the mouth. And yeah. other people Wait, like what are you erotic kisses. In the mouth? I'm just talking about boobs right now, okay. babe. Boobs. Just boobs. Got it. Just, okay. boobs. just boobs. Just clarifying. But like you could put the nipple in the mouth. You could kiss around. Some women love it when you kiss down the bra line, yeah. when the bra's not on, or when it is on. Because mm. it's kind of just right there yeah. at that cleavage area. Yeah. So there's plenty of things you can do just with boobs. Good that- job. All right. See, I knew I could count on So her. now we have the boobs covered. <laughs> so that's erotic touch, one example. Yeah. And then uh, the next gear uh, was is sort of like um, more goal-directed, pleasurable erotic touch, touch mm-hmm. or for a lot of people, dun-dun-dun, intercourse. Sex, yeah. Yeah, Well, you're sex. moving a little bit more towards an orgasm, I yep, would say. exactly. Okay. That's the goal-directed piece. And so that is moving up all the way to the... Like the fifth gear. Yeah. Now that... So in fifth gear, you've made it to the end. 
Well, have you, there's another there's one. Another there's one. another oh. one. No, she's going to trick you. I tricked you. No, this I'm is really done. Important. We just finished. This is the problem, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wanting more and you're done. This is always the problem. This is always the problem. So uh. even though this is only the second time we've met. But anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, you'll come back. So, yeah, and you know, I will just invite me. Yeah. I'm like that. So. The the creator of the gears, Barry MacArthur, he even talks about now he wish he had added, and he does talk about almost like a sixth gear, which mm-hmm. is after play. After play, yeah. Because that's play. a really important part Cuddles. for couples and that yeah that snuggle that cuddle that sometimes it's silly sometimes it, it's just mm-hmm. a vulnerable close yeah, pillow hair, talk yeah. time yes yeah. or if one person has orgasm and the other person hasn't yet then it's just turned around towards yes. them to finish and then it's that after play mm-hmm. stuff exactly yeah. yeah all right so now we set the stage for that's each person has their own preferences through all mm-hmm. of those gears so now we have to try to explain that to our partner because our partner actually doesn't know that. So if you think about in the office sometimes, I give a grid to the couple. Each grid. person gets a grid. <laughs> like on, on paper? A, yeah, on paper. <laughs> oh, wow. And there's a little graph. <laughs> Graphing okay? paper? It's not quite. You pull out yeah, a compass? I, I, I <laughs> did make a little box in Word, and it takes a long time with that tool thing. It always is very difficult. But anyway, it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. I didn't create it, of course. You know, mm-hmm. um, McCarthy created it. But I asked couples to try, and this is really mind-blowing, to what percent of touch is each of these gears right now for you in your relationship with your partner. So Oh, to like try to yeah. objectively analyze how much yeah. am I getting of all these different exactly. kinds of touch. Oh, I see. How much time do you get of each right. of these? Right, and okay. they're so happy that this is the assignment, not at all. Well, <laughs> I think this would be helpful actually because sometimes I'll sit with a couple in session and I'll say, what kinds of touch do you like? And they're so vague. They'll be like, yeah. well, any touch is fine. And no. it's like... Well, any that's touch, not necessarily any time. No. true. There's all these contextual clues right, and right. things that, like, well, I would be okay with this, but not with this, and not if I'm holding like a laundry basket, right? <laughs> right. Or a baby, <laughs> yeah. Or what? Well, or a baby? I'm, or a baby? Yeah, I'm right. Always amazed at. Of or if course, you're playing tennis. <laughs> of course, they're completely different, yeah. right? They some couples do match on some areas, mm-hmm. but when they take a hundred percent and do note, there are six categories in a hundred percent, so that does bother some people but anyway it's not a nice even steven but 17 it's not so much exactly what percent they are for what gear that's irrelevant the next side says uh what do you wish it would be and this is where we find out oh they're asking for their needs yeah they're saying yeah well i never thought of it but yeah i would like that Mm -hmm. one to be maybe about 10 percent instead of three Mm -hmm. or i would like sensual touch to be lower because Mm -hmm. they enjoy playful touch more and this opens a dialogue all right it gives us a way to talk about it instead of saying oh i don't like when you do that or do Mm -hmm. this and which is very personal and very uh can be very upsetting yeah so nobody wants rejection no don't do that yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to Tell do? Tell me what you want me to and do. And then they don't had know. this communication given to them. Oh, so that's no. why they'll say things like, oh, well, just any touch. I like all of that stuff. But then mm-hmm. they feel rejected in these different levels. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, too, because Gottman talks about this, too, with bids of affection, yes. right? Right. And basically, um, couples who are happy have... Um, they respond to 70% more of the bids for affection from their right. partner than ones who don't. Yeah. And I see all of that touch, the sensual, all of those steps are bids for affection. And so there are just so many ways you could be rejecting your partner at every level that could turn people off. 
And then what happens is they just shut down. They're like, why am I even trying? And then so, that's when they come into our office, of course. So then yeah. if a person... <laughs> oh, no, after two years of it. After that's two when years. They come oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. They'll wait. <laughs> if a person was really um, very heavily uh, interested in affectionate touch and sensual touch, but they had kind of turned off or become avoidant to their partner, I think you're right. They would be missing possibly all these littler touches because they're not open to them at all. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing is that at a certain point, some partners start to label every touch as, oh, you just want that. Just yep. trying to have sex. You just trying to have sex with yeah. me. You just want gear five. And so because well, women don't want to, they, I've heard this again and again, they don't want to feel like they're leading their partner on if mm-hmm. they can't get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is then they never get there. Right. <laughs> so one of the, the neatest phrases people start to use then if they're engaged together in a sexual uh, event and one person is just really moving ahead through those gears from sensual to playful to erotic, then the other person is kind of evaluating where they are and they can say, hey, this is really nice. Could we gear down a bit? I'm not quite up to playful yet. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's yeah. a very neutral system to kind yeah. of talk together. And um, then that person can join them and hover back yeah. down or they can tell them, well, that ruins it for me. That's a whole nother dialogue. <laughs> that might not be what I like, suggest. How about they you say. do that kind of touch while I do the other? Yeah, Let's compromise. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that, you know, they talk a lot about, you know, even if you talk about the good enough sex model, which says that a lot of our sexual events are about satisfaction. They're about Mm -hmm. connection. They're not all about gear five Mm -hmm. that we're getting somewhere. And Mm -hmm. I think when you change that expectation for couples, uh, then they have the opportunity to have a a more successful, satisfying event together, even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't always go level five. Right. Interesting. I'd agree. And actually, I'd say one of the things that I get my couples to do that's a little bit different is instead of even initiating sex, I've been asking them to just initiate intimacy of some sort. Very vague on purpose, because when you're just initiating a type of intimacy, then where it goes is free for them to decide. But if it only goes to like, say, say they only initiate like cuddling, right? I'm only open to cuddling right now. Maybe it'll go further. But that means when people even gear their minds to what they're starting, they're only gearing at that low level. And what happens is if they really do just enjoy that cuddling, just touch, hold, then sometimes it does lead on to further things. Other Mm -hmm. times it doesn't, but you already went in knowing what you were getting out of it. It's almost like that idea if you don't have the right to set boundaries or say no to something, then you don't have the right to fully like release Mm -hmm. yourself and enjoy. If you don't think you have the right to say no. If you don't have the way of backing mm-hmm. out you're not going to want to go in yeah. yeah then you've got to really protect and kind of avoid mm-hmm. on the front end all the time so mm-hmm. i like that yeah yeah that's, that's good cool. well, that's a very interesting topic lots of cars going around here yeah we like car <laughs> metaphors yeah. actually our second topic is also about cars hmm. it's about starting your engines oh. and stopping them <laughs> well, so we were talking, talking about, about gears and moving through that process, but a lot of times, at least I meet folks, um, they're not interested in moving through any of those gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think about when you talk about the gears, they're like, yeah, but I don't even like to be touched or I don't even want to be seen naked mm-hmm. or I hate it when. And so yeah. I think yeah. talking about 
what turns a person on and what mm. turns a person off. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. the dual control model. Dual control. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of important because yeah. obviously we all have some uh, personal responsibility for our own desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest issues in, <clears throat> in sexual functioning, right? Is that desire. I want to want it, but I don't know how to want it. Mm-hmm. And so we can actually really turn ourselves off and not even know it. Mm-hmm. So this is the issue of context, right? So mm-hmm. where I the laundry basket, right? Yes. Oh yeah. So a definite break. We call them like the breaks are the turnoffs, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And the mm-hmm. pedals are the turn-ons, right? Oh yeah. So like I've had plenty of women who they're, they've got this heavy bag basket of laundry, and they're trying to get somewhere, and their husband's trying to be intimate in some way. So he comes up they're behind playful. her to hug her uh-huh. or kiss her, but she's like, I've got a heavy basket of laundry. Could you, like, <laughs> help I mean, me? Do you see the context here? Like, it would have been sexier. But he's he grabbed helping. the laundry, oh, and you want... took it in his own hands, and kissed her from the side. You want him to actually <laughs> oh. help. Oh. Let me fold the laundry. And, and you do know. Chore <laughs> play. Oh, wait, is so he shows play. up naked and takes the basket. No, no. Like, no, no, no. He gets naked while he's No, I think my she's not method. at that gear. Remember, <laughs> I, that's way well, past playful. I know, I'm just messing. He's just stealing the basket. <laughs> she's like, but, wait, where are you going with the laundry? But her context. He was right, putting it on the was lawn. About, her context was about laundry and do. housekeeping and yes. all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. when he came in with that touch, it hit her brakes like crazy. Because that's because not a time that she's turned on no, or thinking about it. Almost that. like he didn't see her because mm-hmm. he wants to be playful and she's in her work mode. And some people mm-hmm. can be more playful sexually when they're in their work mode still. And it depends on their mood, though. That's absolutely well. right. So even yeah. even mood, then we can sort of define sexual mood. In mm-hmm. the mood is more about, well, am I turning off my offs? We mm-hmm. can talk about what are offs for people, and am I maximizing or turning on my ons? So mm-hmm. people can actually define for themselves what are my turnoffs. What are mm-hmm. the things that. Screaming you know, babies. Oh, yeah. yeah number one turn off <laughs> for any mom and maybe dads, dad, too. Yeah, um, yeah, we talked about this. Um, so w- whenever the um, the baby monitor is on. Oh, no. And um, what's funny is he'll t- you'll turn the thing down I'll and he'll be off. fine. Yeah, he turns right. it up, but like I still have to see that she's okay. And anytime it redlines, that still is a break for me. Yeah, that's why we turn it off. That's why just turn <laughs> He's not allowing me off. to see it anymore. She's, She's two, two and now, a half. Though. Like she She'll really, live. Yeah. she can have downtime in her bed. She but can I, cry for seven to nine minutes. Oh, yeah. sorry she about that. She doesn't even cry. Sometimes she'll play <laughs> in there. Yeah, but it's she's just, just more laughing. that I'm worried yeah. about her. Mm-hmm. So then a yeah. lot of our turnoffs are internal. Mm-hmm. We're too angry, tired, hungry, worried, oh, emotionally stressed. upset, yeah. Yeah. Um, busy. Um, we, Overwhelmed. Right. <laughs> and so. Or thinking about work or thinking think about, about family where problems. Or, a lot mm-hmm. of couples yeah. place their intimate time, right? Mm-hmm. They place it for seven to nine minutes after the weather at 929 that's so that often what do you mean mean after the weather (laughs) oh the weather the weather channel on the tv i I always say first you wait till after at 929 for seven to nine minutes after the weather got it don't call anybody (laughs) if they still watch tv weather right that's why people don't like you calling after nine that's right they're watching the news they're watching the news oh you guys are talking about i thought that's a nap we're taking a nap nap. that's okay so think about where most a lot of couples place their intimate time okay it's at the tired they've done everything they're exhausted almost they have to decide between we time or me time Mm -hmm. 
That's a lot so of people true. say, I don't even have time. What? Come to bed. I just need to sit here for a minute. Mm-hmm. But you're playing on your phone. No, I'm just sitting here in the dark for five minutes so I can collect yeah. myself. Yeah, because they're just, I've, I've been talking to a lot of women about this and men, but men have a better compartmentalizing, I, no, I feel. We still need it too. <laughs> well, you do At the too. end of a long day, I can't go straight from stress and dealing with things and putting the kid to bed to let's go jump in the sheets. Woo-hoo. Sure. No. Move through the gear. Downtime too, no. but what I'm, yeah, what we I'm need to work our like, way up the gear. Women yeah. are right. often in the yeah. caretaker. Well, Esther Perel talks about yeah. this where we're always taking care of everyone and women sometimes just need moments to be like a person and not anything else. <laughs> Wait, not are you not a person you, right now? You? No, because you feel like you're giving constantly. Actually, as yeah. therapists, we you probably feel it some even in that role. Like you're always giving to others and then uh. you come home and then you're giving to your husband or you're giving to your kids so women really need just this like time to not do or be there for somebody Mm -hmm. it's time to relax because then it feels like okay maybe i could be sexual now if Mm -hmm. i worked into it with some of those levels we described (laughs) and that's why that combination of kind of turning off your offs which could be the outside stress Mm -hmm. that calm and then turning on your ons might be you have to literally reduce your internal stress with Mm -hmm. a bath and as some people say, a defuzzing. Defuzzing. Um, <laughs> a defuzzing. A head to toe defuzzing. Oh, oh and, okay. Uh, like shaving? Yeah. Oh, 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 all oh that. shave everything. <laughs> oh, I was just talking about, like, you know, like when your mind's fuzzy and you, know, no, you just that feel like could, you're in a cloud. That's what I was talking about. No, it's a good one. What waxing. are you talking about? <laughs> you're talking about, like, shaving your body from head to toe. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that. So, head to toe. You got it. Oh, you shave no. your head bald. Shave your head and you bald. Sinead O'Connor so hot. That's the only way I can have sex if I'm one of your aunts. If I'm baby soft. That's awesome. So, you know, I think we had to take a lot of responsibility for uh, kind of um, taking care of ourselves uh, and turning off the offs internally. Otherwise, when someone goes to even touch you in your gear, if you said, I like 20% affectionate touch, and they say, okay, I'm, I'm on to that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you haven't turned off your offs internally, when they mm-hmm. go to touch you, it is like somebody tickling you when you were ticked off right. at them. You know, it's like it's like somebody's bugging you. It oh, feels, it's horrible. It feels yeah. unnatural. And so you brace, huh. you tighten. You're mm-hmm. like, no, all you no. want is, or you know, so you're not even prepared. So right. desire is mm. kind of an inside job, I think. Um, oh yeah, yeah, because it's basically like you're turning your mind towards the. Um, ability to take in pleasure right because like i've i've been there you know like maybe i'm thinking about what i have to do the next day Mm -hmm. and when i'm there it's not that the touch doesn't necessarily feel good it just doesn't feel as good as if i'm focusing in on well what can i feel right now and how does this feel nice it's about being mindful yeah it's about being able to take a a moment and put everything else Mm -hmm. away and just be present and sometimes it's hard to do that in the middle of the day when you're working and getting all that done that's why Mm -hmm. 9 30 is useful because the kids are in bed people are generally quieter and you can have alone time, but some, it's hard though because you're so sometimes tired you're still by going on I've been up there. Encouraging couples to do it during the during the day, like t- if they have their kid oh, in yeah. daycare or school, and one of them or take both of them lunch. can take off. Like yeah. take the day with Wouldn't each that other. Be great, that yeah. would be awesome. When the right? children are not around, yeah, we do if that it's now. Possible. I mean, honestly, yeah, we do. We set aside days. So don't call it twelve twenty nine nope. after the noon weather. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but no. here's another huge turnoff. Um, and women complain about this predominantly. I know men have it also, but here's what um, I'm told. It's fine. I think I want to do that. We move towards touching, and then they start touching my my stomach mm-hmm. or my butt, 
And the next thing that happens is the internal messages inside of the female partner, in this case, their mind actually is like, ooh, yuck, my fat butt, my fat belly. My oh. Oh, like and all of a sudden, right, the biggest turnoff is actually the internal voice about their own body. Mm. Mm-hmm. So now they're not present to actually even feel the feels mm-hmm. that would be the affectionate touch that would start to really turn on the ons. So... You know, one of the things that some sex therapists recommend for people, and this is really squeamish, so get ready. Uh (laughs) Here comes the exercise, right? So if you at all have this issue where you don't like to be seen or you don't like certain parts touched, Mm -hmm. you're really going into it with your brakes fully loaded Mm -hmm. with your partner. So here's Mm -hmm. something you might try. Okay, all by yourself. In front of a a mirror. Oh, no. (laughs) Here we go. With a pad uh, of paper and Mm -hmm. a pen. Somersaults? It's time to... (laughs) Worse. It's time to open your eyes fully naked in front of the mirror. I know. It's horrible. And... Write I don't know. Down. I love myself naked. So. Yeah, Angela always <laughs> does Angela, that. this is wonderful. Write down five body parts that have some positive quality to you. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, do it again. Oh, so it's you're trying to re- again, retrain that inner monologue. And again, times five. Now, if you cannot do that, mm-hmm. Emily Nagoski would recommend maybe you just need to visualize <laughs> Mm-hmm. A beautiful door <laughs> that you'd like to open mm-hmm. and send positive feelings towards that door. So there are reasons that we don't, you know, we want to mm-hmm. protect and we don't like these things. But kind of uh, getting accustomed to looking at and appreciating mm-hmm. your own body and uh, appreciating touch. So that's where sensate. I want to add comes something in. with this too because I've been working a lot with women and mm-hmm. their confidence. And so something I've been teaching people to do as well is to. Um, picture things that are just natural in the environment in their bodies. Like breasts can be likened unto apples or peaches. And Mm -hmm. peaches, usually people aren't like, oh, a peach. (laughs) You know, like it's like, oh, it's a peach, you know? And so like... um, Wait. What? Uh, Ugh, peaches. Gross. (laughs) Come on. Come Peach on. allergy. Yeah, or like oh, no. hearts. Like you can see heart shapes in the body. Like mm-hmm. the butt. The butt is a heart. If you there look you at go. somebody yeah. as they bend over, it's this beautiful heart shape. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I've been trying to get couples to do both individually and together is to like picture their partner's body as a canvas, like an art canvas. And like mm-hmm. if you were looking at a piece of art, what would you describe about how you like that and wh- how this like curve leans into this curve? Mm-hmm. And basically it's an attempt at trying to relook at your own body from a more artistic and beautiful mm-hmm. perspective. That's because wonderful. I think women struggle with that. I think men do too, but I don't know. I mean, Josh, how much do you think men struggle with it? <laughs> How about you personally? <laughs> Specifically what? With, with like, body, with body image? Because I know women struggle with this oh, like, all the time. All the time, yeah. All the time too, yeah. huh? Well, yeah. how do men work through it? <laughs> Anger. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I want the visual. I want the natural visualization of the belly. What is that? A r- giant rolling hill? What's the visual- artistic visualization well, um, of the belly? <laughs> well, like actually it's still a curve and uh-huh. if you see women bigger or small everyone has a little bit of a pooch even models oh, do yeah. they just put them in these really weird positions yeah they where put one arm over the head <laughs> like and they so twist and then the they torso. also like airbrush it off but everybody oh, yeah. has Photoshop. a little beautiful so buy pooch. your own personal so, like, airbrush maybe no like wait a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. that's the wrong direction <laughs> maybe you get a mirror <laughs> get a mirror that does photoshop for you oh, oh yeah 
walk around with your own bubble. <laughs> I was I was in this class actually recently, and I'm gonna put in a plug for it. It's a sacred movement. It's right over here on Fifth Street, and she did like this sensual dance. And what she would do is she'd put us in weird positions. Everybody was clothed, by the way, just to throw Always that out there. Clothed. But like it was like little strip positions, and yeah. every time you would be in a position, she'd say, "Find your favorite curve and like admire it." And it was such an interesting thing to like. Like she said, it could be like the curve of your ankle or the curve of that calf or even the thigh as it hugs into your hips. But it was it was giving you words that described how your body can look beautiful. And I think sometimes people don't even have a monologue for how a body can be beautiful. They only have a monologue for, oh, this is too fat or, oh, this is too ugly or, oh. It's like, no, the body is beautiful. Women are gorgeous. You need to know it. <laughs> Don't forget it. And don't forget it, ladies. Find you. Or else I'll make we're coming you to your house. <laughs> so that might be I'll a big punch your break for <laughs> no, females. No punching children? Okay. No punch- no, that's Fine. a break. That's a break. That's a break. So that's a break for females. Um, a lot of times, uh, female and male, but moving more into maybe male-bodied people, um, uh, performance is a oh, huge yeah. break. So you move towards an event. And I've heard, I've heard some male people complain about this a little bit. If we've got that uh, idea of the gears, and one of you likes to hover in gear one and two, affection and sensual, mm-hmm. the other person really likes to be hovering at the high end, mm-hmm. then if you're you're spending a lot of time in one place, then your mind can start to worry about, well, do I have enough energy? Where is this going? Am I going to be ready at that time? Is my or erection going to show up? It might just up wander or? as well, because oh, yeah. that part now might not interest you as much so you might right. get distracted you thinking about your... chores for the next day right. or... mm-hmm. you could lose yeah. your own gas your yeah. sexual attraction yeah. by hovering down in an area that you're not particularly that's not how you're put together mm-hmm. so then that performance uh, anxiety becomes an issue and can be a big break for people oh yeah oh yeah yeah we've talked about you know erectile dysfunction and those in the past you know and mm-hmm. people who deal with that they definitely have to they're definitely a lot of times up there worrying about it, which mm-hmm. always makes it worse. Yeah, the key is mindfulness for that, mm-hmm. too, is trying to stay focused on the moment, looking at the things that are beautiful or paying attention to your feelings. Mm-hmm. I have heard that a lot of men will say to me that one way they distract themselves from their own low confidence is paying attention to their partner, mm-hmm. how beautiful she is, mm-hmm. um, You know, paying attention to what's happening, the sensations, the smells, mm-hmm. the tastes. I mean, you know, all of yeah. those things seem to be a good way for men to distract. But I think... Yeah, so if you feel your mind wandering to other things or even worrying mm-hmm. about your own performance or your own body image, maybe just try to focus on something that do- you know will bring you back in, like the look, the curve of your wife's face or her breasts or her butt, because everybody loves that. Men yeah. love butts. We love the butts. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is where sometimes I don't like the name of that that model, that good enough sex model. People mm-hmm. are like, what? I want to have good enough sex. But if... The, <laughs> I mean, really? We want it to be great. A lot of sex great. is just good enough. And, and what I mean All by right. that is it's satisfying, mm-hmm. it's connecting, it's playful, it's erotic, but... It, the idea that it doesn't have to be goal-directed all the time or end in orgasm, mm-hmm. that it can be mutually satisfying, I think might kind of restore the gas a little bit, knowing that what is it for? Mm-hmm. Is it just for mm-hmm. to reach this goal every time? Yes. Or is it just, oh, he took <laughs> cat's out of the bag. Yes, yes. that yes. is what it's for. Yes. But if it's just Sorry, for that, but that's then the best sex part. with yourself is the more orgasm. reliable. No, it's not. It's not the same. What's we were talking. Oh, I didn't say it was the same. I said it was reliable. Yeah. <laughs> but it, what were you say? I, I would say it's not reliable because I would say when you're masturbating versus having sex with your partner, 
the orgasm is totally different uh-huh. and it is not mm-hmm. the same at all. So I, I, I think, was, yeah, we were talking about this and I think why it might like, be a little more intense with a partner is there's a lot more buildup. And there's, it's if just you're good at it. What about your, your partner's interest that can affect the quality of your orgasm too? Right. Sure. Well, you're talking oh, yeah. to people who like sex. So. Right. If, if, <laughs> We're not right, going right, to have right. an issue with that. I want to talk to everybody right. if somebody's, about if sex. Somebody, if one or the other partner's out of it, yeah, you're not going to have as good right. of an experience. You're not going to end in as good of an orgasm. But I think most people, the goal still is to get, get the orgasm. Well, actually, I'm, I'm reading a book now called Becoming Clitorate, and it's <laughs> super funny um, because what she's advocating for is orgasm equality. Mm-hmm. And so essentially what she says is that as a culture, we don't um, place as much value on the ways that female most, females most naturally get orgasms. So men, the easiest way for them to orgasm is through penis and vagina intercourse. Um, that doesn't mean they can't do it through oral or other things, but like that is an easy way for men, but it's actually a pretty difficult way for women Very to get an difficult. orgasm. We need clitoral stimulation mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form, either through oral sex, digital touch, or a vibrator. Um, and it can be mixed with penis and vagina intercourse, but oh, for yeah. some women, they even with the penis and vi- vagina intercourse, you have to let the man finish, and then they need to finish Isn't themselves. Isn't it over two-thirds of women do not oh my gosh. orgasm book, with like, penetration? No, they it's, must it's have. bigger. bigger. It's bigger. So, like, so 70% of women have to be just fully focused on that clitoral yes. stimulation. Above that, 27% of women still need clitoral stimulation while they're doing penis and vagina intercourse, and the final 3% just have a clitoris <laughs> that's closer really to the opening of a vagina and that's the only reason they get penis and vagina intercourse and that's what i believe it's totally anatomy for the people that are successful Mm -hmm. at you know joint orgasm um during intercourse it's just simply luck they yeah. match up in there's a certain actually, way. There's a rule of thumb. Oh, so a rule of thumb. Your thumb is 2.5 centimeters. Oh, wait. 2.5. Get yes. your ruler. So, okay. so if, you're, um, if your clitoris is less than 2.5 centimeters away from the opening of your vagina, you're in the 3% where Which you can get an nobody. orgasm. We are not measuring, just so you know. We are uh, just talking. But, but we are holding bigger, up our thumbs. <laughs> oh, I measured. She was asleep. But if it's that... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is, is really a break. If it's 2.5 or longer, yep. though, you are physically incapable of Okay, so this is easy to measure. When you stop driving and you yeah. go home, you are wherever personal. You can measure this, and you know you're off the hook. You do not have yeah, to there's have nothing a, wrong with nothing. You, you just can get do. a vibrator. If your partner comes in while you're measuring, don't worry. They'll still they'll watch. Like <laughs> they they'll have no problem. They they're, 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 like, they're, they're already in. They're already in gear two at that point. <laughs> what gear are you in? What you doing? I'm not in any gear. This I'm, is an educational gear. I'm measuring. I'm below gear one. <laughs> yeah. I'm measuring. This is science and anatomy. <laughs> well, I like that, though. I mean, that's helpful for people to understand that yeah. um, there's nothing wrong with them. There's, It's mm-hmm. not... It's normal. Yeah, yeah the mutual orgasm person. thing is not common. Like, it yeah. really is not. To, no. to both come... At the same time, or her to come while you're in there, like it, it's not it's very difficult, it's like and there's nothing wrong. And we've had like, we've had sex a few times. <laughs> yes, but you once. have a baby you at least one once. time, and <laughs> we have had mutual orgasms, but it doesn't happen often. Oh, it's right. been it like is, it's literally been like a unicorn, rare. It, a it's unicorn. Ama- it's amazing it. when it happens. <laughs> it's princesses. awesome to see, but it's amazing when it does. You happen. don't want them to hit you with a horn. No. You know? <laughs> That you can get stabbed by your That's the painful part. I'm lost in the metaphor sometimes. Wait, you are, and that's a whole other thing. Are you? Are you my grandson? I am your grandson. I am your grandson. (laughs) (laughs) From another mother. I love it. Oh, my. Oh, my. So I think that about wraps up today's episode, would you say? Yeah, I think that does. Thank you for joining us on the About Sex Podcast. I'm Josh. 
And I'm Angela Skirtu. You can find me at www.therapistinstlouis.com if you want to see me for counseling. And Monica, where can we find you? So I'm Monica Houghton. And if you're in more closer to outstate Missouri, Mm -hmm. you can find me at www.crcmo.com. Cool. So where where about in Missouri are you? So I'm in Union, Missouri, which is about 53 miles. We know where it is. We were just there. Yay. Right (laughs) out 44 past Washington. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, thank well, you thank for you listening. For being here. I am so excited thank to have been here. Us. Probably about a gear. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share that later. I'm already at gear four, people. Woo-hoo! Look out. Watch out, Angela. <laughs> thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you oh, for joining us. Have a good night.